Hello, everyone, and welcome to the PFM Betting Podcast. I'm joined by betting and fantasy analyst Kyle Sapi. Kyle, we have a Monday Night Football doubleheader this week. Two division matchups as well. It's going to be a fun uh, Monday evening. Do you really consider it a doubleheader? We have two games that are kind of almost simultaneously kicking off. I would rather get like the six and the nine or something that goes one into the next. So we're going to have to be dual screening it on a Monday. I've had worse ways to spend a Monday. I'm going to, I'll be honest with you, not a problem with me and we get it again next week. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess it isn't a doubleheader if they're basically (laughs) on the same time. They overlap. Maybe they should have staggered it. But like you said, there's much worse ways to spend a Monday evening and they're not the greatest matchups, but it's two division matchups, so we'll take it. It's uh, Saints versus Panthers and the Browns versus Steelers. Let's get uh, right into the game, starting with Saints versus Panthers. The Saints won last week against the Titans, while the Panthers looked pretty underwhelming. It's the Falcons, a double-digit loss. Both um, these matchups actually feature teams kind of double-digit loss, facing a team that didn't. And we know that stat that we mentioned on the last podcast that mm-hmm. – uh, Teams off a double-digit loss in week one facing a team that didn't lose by 10 or more points are 32-16-2 ATS heading into week one this week. So let's start with the Saints versus Panthers. The Saints are three-point three road favorites. Our three-point road favorites, favorites, excuse me, it opened at two and a half. The total has dropped two points at 39 and a half. Kyle, are there any big takeaways from you from looking at these um, traditional markets with the spread total money line? I'd rather get it at the two and a half that it opened at. It's three now. I'll take it. I'm not going to buy the half a point. You lose too much value sometimes in doing that. So I will lay the three points. The only thing that, honestly, the only thing that scares me here is how easy it came to me. Like the Saints, the better roster, the better quarterback, the higher upside across the board on both sides of the ball, playmakers on both sides. It feels too easy. And whenever that happens, I get nervous, but I'm nervous with my money on the Saints. And that's where it's going to be. It's going to be on them laying the number and money line. With a few props sprinkled in there, of course. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. This number definitely is a little scary considering the Saints look like a far superior team, yet they're only they giving, are. They're only giving three points, even though I get it's on a road, it's against division rival. But like I said in our podcast week one, you can't trust these Frank Wright coach teams earlier in the season as we saw Indianapolis. And as we saw from the preseason and last week, it's hard to have much confidence in this Panthers offense so far. I mean Bryce Young looked very underwhelming with not really his fault with the offensive line and the lack of skill position talent there. So I can't really hate the play if anyone wants to take the Saints, even though it's at three, you could have had some better value at two and a half, but there's still enough there, I think. I'm going to pass on the spread in the total. I mean, that under looked obvious when it was at 41 and a half. That's a pretty good number. But now, yeah, but now it's out at 39 and a half. That seems like a stay away. But um, besides from the spread total and uh, money lines, are there any uh, player props or other bets in this game you're eyeing? Yeah, to me, I mean, Vegas isn't willing to admit that Rashid Shahid's a real thing. We saw the clips last week of Derek Carr saying, hey, just run deep. I'm going to hit you and we're going to win this game. To me, it's not a surprise. Shahid is a good fit for what Derek Carr does well. Most people don't think about Carr as a field stretcher, and that's because he doesn't chuck it deep all the time, but he's accurate when he does. And to me, that's all that matters. His ADOT continues to tick up. It was number two in the NFL in week one, and that's what Shahid does. 4-3 speed, burner, option here, no J.C. Horn on the other side. He has a 30-yard catch in seven of his past 11 games. His receiving total is only 37 and a half yards. If he gets one of these 30-yarders, which we learned that he does on you know more than every other week or every other game, that puts him in a position where one more catch, he goes over this total. I think he's soaring over this number. I don't mind alternate lines when it comes to a same-game parlay or something along those lines. 
the only concern for me is if the Saints get big up or up big early. But if they do that, I think it's because they connected on one. So over 37 and a half yards for Rashid Shahid, receiver for the Saints rather easily. Yeah, you mentioned um, for same game parlay. Don't forget to check out Kyle's uh, same game parlay picks at pfmbetting.com for uh, both of the games tonight. Another route you could take with uh, Rashid Shahid, as you mentioned, because such a big deep threat. Why not be over for his longest reception longest at 19 yeah. and a half? I mean, if he's going to go over his receiving yards total, it's not going to be from a volume standpoint. It's going to be because he had at least one big play. And like you said, Derek Carr doesn't have the reputation of being a great deep ball throw necessarily for the general public, like guys like Patrick Mahomes, obviously. But he really is good attacking deep downfield when he wants good. to. So I really do like that play, especially because J.C. Horn is going to be out for the Panthers, who's the best part of their secondary, one of the best young corners in the league. Another prop I like, and I'm going to stick with the Saints wide receivers. This might be a little bit more square of a play because he's a big name. But Chris Olave's receiving yards props at 69 and a half. And we got an early glimpse last week about uh, him becoming Derek Carr's Stunned. early favorite target, which you and the fantasy guys this year, a lot of other people were really high on having a breakout season. And he missed some time last week, too. I forget for how long he was out, but he was dealing with an injury for some point against the Titans yet. He still went well over 100 yards and obviously cleared this total. It's at 69.5 at DraftKings, but it's at 72.5 at FanDuel. So that tells me that if you like the over and Olave, you better do it sooner than later because that just shows that the other books might want to, might be a bit of a market correction as FanDuel has those much higher. And the books obviously adjust based off their liability, but still, I think that's a good number of 69.5. And even though we both do think the Panthers are going to win, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Saints, sorry, Saints, not the Panthers. I do think this would be a closer game than we might expect with the short spread and this division rival going on the road. But, uh, yeah, I think um, I like both the Saints wide receivers here at these props, and I think we're in agreement for this game. But moving on to the next one, Browns versus Steelers. The Browns are at, uh, our two-point favorites on the road. They opened as short one-point favorites, but then that spread went up. The Steelers have some injuries. Deontay Johnson... I think that Cam Hayward's out too, but the Browns won't have Amari Cooper as well. However, this is a tale of two different teams from last week. The Browns had a really impressive win over the Bengals while the Steelers couldn't have looked any worse and couldn't have disappointed us anymore with me, you, Katz, and Beerman all on the Steelers last week. That was a big It was letdown. never close. <laughs> never close. But hey, if you're going to lose, at least lose when it's never a sweat. So that's the one upside to having that big of a loss last week. But a big um, adjustment in the line here was that the total dropped four and a half points from opening from 42 and a half down to 38. It seems like this time, eight days ago, everyone was just talking up the Steelers offense. Now everybody's out on them already after one game. Kyle, what are your thoughts here? I think you hit it perfectly there. I'm going to fade the public. If they're, if everybody's mashing the under on this and the number's got a crater like that, give me the over. You've got two quarterbacks that can use their legs and they can make big plays. And big plays don't have to be positive, Brian. They could be negative. They could go yep. in either direction here. Deshaun Watson and Kenny Pickett more than capable of throwing the ball to the other team and more than capable of hitting a big play of their own. And to me, when you're taking chances like that with the mobility and what we expect to be a clear weather game, 40, uh, 38 points, like to get to 40, you're talking one team getting the 20s and you're sitting pretty here. To me, that's the play. I'm going over. I liked it before. And now that it's down four points, like if you waited, you've been rewarded. I'm playing the over on this game. And if I have to pick a winner, it's the Browns, but I prefer the total over the spread. Yeah, I'm not so sure about the total here for me, even though I would lean over rather than under because you're getting so many points of value. And like you said, 
turnovers play a big part here. I mean, look at both defenses. You have two of the best edge rushers mm-hmm. in the game, TJ Watt and Miles Garrett, and two quarterbacks that you can't really trust to hold onto the football. So I definitely don't mind that play here. For me, I'm looking at another wide receiver prop. Why not Elijah Moore to have a big game in this one? I mean, it kind okay. of correlates with your over here and that you will lean the Browns, if anything. Amari Cooper isn't expected to play. Last week, Elijah Moore had 43 yards. His prop this week is 43 and a half, but he had 43 yards last week on just three catches, but he had seven targets. So we should expect a little bit more regression to the mean in terms of just having a little bit more efficiency with um, the targets coming his way. And the Steelers passing defense isn't really that great. They're 22nd success rate defending the pass last year. And these Steelers defense has historically always been a little better in the front seven than in the secondary. But for me, with the spread, this is a little difficult for me. The Steelers under Mike Tomlin, as we all know, are covering machine as underdogs. 15, yeah. 5, and 3 ATS as home dogs. Are they really going to start off the season going too straight without covering the spread at home? I mean, that's not a reason to pick them necessarily, but that has me a little scared in taking the Browns. I don't know what your thoughts are there. That's fair. And I like your angle here as far as the player prop goes. You're going Elijah Moore like we were in the first game. Same zip code, different house here. I'm going to go DPJ, Donovan Peoples-Jones, the deep threat. Yeah, I mean, the deep threat for the Browns. Five targets, 11 times in his career. In those games, over 67 yards, and he's surpassed 45 yards in 10 of those 11 games. To me, that's screaming opportunity. And when opportunity knocks, he takes advantage. That should happen in a game with Amari Cooper likely out. Schefter reported it on Sunday. We're expecting that to be the case. To me, I don't think you can go wrong with either one of these receivers. The numbers are low enough that both could come through. But if you want to pair your favorite, whether you're with Brian on Moore or me with DPJ, put it with the Browns total over 19 and a half. You're getting almost two and a half times your money in a mini same game parlay situation there. I don't think that's a bad way of playing it. I have a few more legs for the same game parlay on the website. So check that out if you're uh, if you're looking for a little more juice. But Two and a half to one for two bets we like. I, I'm with that. Yeah, absolutely. I think you nailed on the head that it's really one or the other. Like, there's no wrong play between either Elijah Moore or DPJ. It was pretty similar going to the Thursday night game for the Eagles receivers between yeah. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. I unfortunately was just on the wrong Eagles wide receiver taking AJ Brown props as Devontae Ooh. smashed. And AJ had a touchdown callback, and then he got held on the very next DPI. Play yeah. Yeah. So. It is what it is. Right process, bad results, but um, nothing you really do there. So for uh, the Saints-Panthers game, you like the over for Rashid Shaheed. You lean Saints on the spread. Me, I like Chris Olave to go over his receiving yards prop. For Brown Steelers, you like the over. You like DPJ props. I like Elijah Moore props. Any other thoughts on these two games on uh, Monday night? No, and I think if you really want to get funky, you can tie these together in a couple ways. I mean, the Saints, to me, are the strongest player on the board, and I like Shahid. But if you're going to go, if you want to put the Saints with props in this other game, the same game, Parlay X, that a lot of these sites offer allows you to do so. You can get a little funky on a Monday, something you can't normally do with only one game in play. So I encourage you to do so. Gamble responsibly. But there's some lottery ticket options out there if you take some alt lines on these receivers that we think can post big numbers and make big plays you're talking this is one catch for dpj or one catch for shahid or for alave we think he's going to see 10 targets he doesn't have to be overly efficient to get to that total i i'm going to be stacking them up in a few funky ways so check us out on twitter hit us up if you want to see how we're doing that we'll post how we're 
how we're playing the same game parlays, how we're putting these games together and trying to make a little bit of money on a Monday. Yeah, as Kyle mentioned, by the time this podcast drops, we'll have a lot of content previewing these two games on pfmbetting.com. We'll have Kyle's same game parlay articles, as you mentioned earlier. We'll have the picks articles for each game from our team of uh, betting analysts. And we'll have our player props articles for each of these games as well, giving you all the picks and possibilities possible. What before we go, I would mention that I wouldn't mind a teaser in this and uh, tonight for the two Ooh, underdogs. Okay. I'm always when I do teasers, I don't do the conventional way where people just tease down favorites to win straight up. I like sure. numbers and underdogs, especially with divisional underdogs and low home. totals. Yeah, yeah, with low totals too. So I wouldn't mind teasing the Panthers and Steelers up, anticipating that both games are close. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm with I'm with numbers. you more on the Steelers than the Panthers in that case, but I don't yeah. mind the general thought process. No, I think I agree with you there too. Full transparency, we're recording this before the start of the Sunday night football game, and I have a Patriots Steelers tease. Ooh, okay. We'll see how that turns out. If you have a leg running, then I'll be with you there. I think the <laughs> Patriots could be some in some trouble tonight, but we'll see how that goes. And you know, one of us will look like an idiot, one will look smart by the time this podcast comes out. Or they'll just lose that, and we'll both look pretty smart because one of them is close and the other guy. <laughs> okay. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, so um, good luck to everybody in their bets tonight. Kyle, good luck to you. And make sure to check out all of our content at pfmbetting.com and pfmbetting on Twitter.